I read the, the gospels every year in that 21 days. And I always look for a different character quality of Jesus because I want to learn from him. Do you need a spiritual spark? Are you feeling run down or run over? Are you ready to eliminate the spiritual ups and downs? This is Fresh Faith in Real Life. Let's restore life in your walk with Christ. We'll dive into our featured guest interviews, biblical devotional thoughts, answers to your questions, and more. Your walk with Christ isn't meant to be a performance. It's all about relationship. Let's get to know Jesus and experience fresh faith in real life. Here's John Fugler. Hello, and thank you for spending some time with us. Coming up on this episode, our guest shares her story from burnout to a God-given new life. What is rest, really? A Devo thought on Jesus, My Hope. I'll recommend one of my favorite books of all time and how to get your question answered on the show. This is Fresh Faith in Real Life, a ministry of Fresh Faith 24-7. I'm John Fugler, a recovering performaholic for Jesus. I'm an author of nine books, a husband, father, and grandfather of eight, and we just got back from seeing all of them. But most importantly, I want to know Jesus more each day. Paul said, what is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. I'm also the CEO of Fresh Faith 24-7. We lead you on a path to freedom in your walk with Christ. I went from the car to the studio because we pulled in just a couple hours ago from a road trip. Nuni and I had a wonderful time with our sons and their wives and eight grandchildren at one of their homes in Florida. It's just a good time to be in Florida this time of year, I'll tell you. And already feeling cold here in the studio back home in North Carolina. We had oh, just a, a belated Christmas time together. It was fantastic. Lots of action. Yes, we did get to the beach. Those of you up in the north, in the Midwest, yeah, we made it to the beach. It was 80 degrees. It was fun. Good time. Oh, but here we are, and thank you for joining me as we get things going. And boy, New Year already zipping right along. Now, I want to give you a book recommendation that ties into where we're going today. In fact, it's one of my favorite books of all time. It's called Adrenaline and Stress. Have you heard of it? It's by Dr. Archibald Hart, a Christian author. And I'll tell you, I, I love this book. I think I've read it three or four times. I went back to it three or four months ago, because I really needed to get into that content again. And he says this, he says, we are driven by a need to succeed and a very distinctive need to prove ourselves. We are driven by a need to succeed and a very distinctive need to prove ourselves. Uh, as we're into a new year with new goals, I think we need to be careful we don't fall into the trap of being a slave to our goals. Hart says that we move from high to high, resulting in a constant flow of adrenaline in our system, and it feels good. So we do more to keep it going. But, he writes, long periods of adrenaline flow is harmful to our health. And Hart states that relaxation should be an hourly, a daily, and weekly event interesting. I, I call that I call that rhythm. I'm, I'm working on that. Well, it's no coincidence that I've chosen the topic of rest as we charge out of the gate in this new year. 
my guest has a lot to say about how she builds rest into her life. And she is a busy person. I mentioned earlier that she went from burnout to a renewed life. And you're going to hear about that. I don't want you to be driven this year so much that you miss Jesus. Jesus wants to do life with you. But you need to make time for him. You need to make room for him. I do too. Uh, to quote Archibald Hart again, we need a, a balance between productivity and play. And I'll add, and quality, unrushed time with Jesus. And let's nip the adrenaline and stress problem in the bud right here in January. It's Adrenaline and Stress is the book. I highly recommend it. Uh, you can get it at a great price. It's been around a while. He updated it recently. So go get it, Archibald Hart, Adrenaline and Stress. So how can you keep your walk with Christ fresh day after day? You know, that's a common question Christians are asking. Here we are, first part of the year. We're charging. We're, we've got new quiet times going. Maybe you started a new devotional book. Maybe you started a new habit. And yet it wanes away after a while. But I've got a practical way that you can keep your walk with Christ fresh day after day. It's a resource that draws you into seven foundational areas of the Christian. I wrote this to keep you personally engaged with Jesus and to renew your relationship with him. You've heard me talk about it. It's the 21-day fresh faith experience. And if you want it now, you can have it. Yep, now <laughs> it's a digital download and it's on my website and it's free. And since it's digital, you can have it in minutes. You can satisfy that desire to get things right away and you can take it wherever you go. Freshfaith247.com. And I challenge you, encourage you, oh, I implore you to go get it. The 21-day Fresh Faith experience. In just 21 days, for five minutes a day, you can jumpstart your relationship with Jesus in this new year. Uh, here's what I cover. Uh, topics of joy, faith, encouragement, prayer, courage, uh, the attributes of Jesus, and rest. Yes, <laughs> the last topic fits right into what you're, we're talking about today. Uh, I had a, a reader uh, share about one of my devotionals and this devotional 21-day Fresh Faith Experience is modeled after the others. And this reader said, after getting a copy of this book, my only regret was not dedicating time to it sooner. With a couple of young kids and a new job, it fell off my radar. However, after a really rough stretch of physical illness and challenges in our household, this book and its short daily devotions were the perfect reminder and challenge for me to find my joy in the Lord's faithfulness not in my circumstances. Clear, approachable, and practical. I'd recommend this to anyone who is searching to grow. Freshfaith247.com is a place to go. Click 21 day when you get there. When you get there, click 21 day. There's also a link in the show notes of this podcast. And when you get the 21 day Fresh Faith experience, there'll be an invitation to uh, get a free membership in Fresh Faith 24-7. And it won't be available much longer. So hit pause, get it now, freshfaith247.com. Click 21 day. Before we get into our interview with our guests, can I share a few things that will ramp us into that interview? I call it Jesus, my hope. There's days when, when life gets the best of us. Our relationship with God is buried under a crazy schedule, kids, uh, work, money issues, and just plain fatigue. 
even here at the first of the year when we thought we'd be fresh. <laughs> it's, that's when we really need a personal revival. We need Jesus to show up. Of course, he's been there all along, but our own challenges are front and center. And if that's you, uh, it's time to step back and renew your hope in Jesus. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. That's 1 Peter 1.3. And as I look at this passage, these, this one verse, there, there's so much meat in here that can help us as we get this new year going and as we think about what, how can I have this, this freshness in my relationship with Jesus. And first thing it says is, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Sincere, heartfelt praise to God will, will lift you out of any dullness that you're experiencing. It'll transport your focus from yourself to him, and we need that. Next phrase, in his great mercy, we're overwhelmed by life, and we need a heart softening. We do, constantly. <laughs> Contemplating God's mercy is a solution. So great was his mercy, he brought us from death to life. He continues to show his mercy to us day after day. Then there's new birth. New birth. You're not defined by your circumstances. You're defined by your position in Christ. You've been given a new birth in Christ. A new birth, and that's refreshing. How about living hope? Another phrase in that verse when our hope is in God, that hope is alive. A full focus on the living and loving God will give us an eternal hope that can't be rocked by the things of this world, rocked by circumstances, can't be rocked by surprises. And surprises? In this crazy COVID world, we don't know what's next. We don't. We can't be assured of what's next for us. We don't know whether they're going to come down with COVID tomorrow or a, a family member. Uh, our plans can change. All of a sudden, things turn bad. And yet, we have this hope in Jesus, and we need this hope in Jesus. It's the solution when life is burying us, or it's just pushing real hard. <laughs> and then this. <laughs> Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. It all comes back to Jesus, doesn't it? He's our source of hope, that hope launched by the resurrection. You know, Easter's a year-round celebration, not just reserved for one day. Jesus' resurrection is the foundation for our hope. He conquered death, and he conquered it for you, too. Oh, as I, as I think about this, God in his great mercy has given us a gift in the resurrected Christ. And certainly this, this living hope is for our eternal destiny, but, but it's also for the here and now. Jesus is alive in you and he has you in his loving hands, lifting you above the things that are pressing in. He has a plan and desires that you hope in him. So in your next quiet time, spend a few minutes reflecting on this verse, 1 Peter 1.3. Take it with you. Experience it in its truth. Write it down on an index card or something. Write down the, the key words and phrases and maybe even 
pick one word or one phrase, meditate on it throughout the day, let it sink in. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And there's an exclamation point there in that verse. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Well, that's a good transition into our interview with our featured guest. Last week, we had a a men's ministry leader, Dr. Joe Martin. And this week, a, a women's ministry leader joins us. Our featured guest today speaks to audiences worldwide, and she's speaking to us here in a minute. She comes to us uh, and comes to each occasion. With, with this in mind, one or more of these four passions that she has. First one is to engage in discussion about a person's identity and purpose. Second, to expand our knowledge of God, his word, and our culture. Third, to equip in natural and relevant servant leadership. And fourth, to develop a personal action plan to influence the world for Jesus Christ. So she's all about our personal relationship with Jesus and taking that relationship to the world. Her name is Dr. Peggy Banks. She's the Global Ministry Director of TWR Women of Hope. Uh, She received her her BA in Christian Ministry and her MA in Religion and Counseling from Trinity Evangelical Divinity School and her Doctor of Ministry from Western Seminary in Portland, Oregon. She's much smarter than me. (laughs) She has coached and trained leaders globally in Asia, Africa, Europe, and the Americas. Uh, God has her on a journey, and she'll share that with us in the interview. I've known Peggy for, oh, just over three years now. And I'll tell you, it's been a great joy. So why don't you jump in with us? We talked uh, a few weeks ago, before the turn of the year, and I want you to jump into that interview right now. You'll hear her story and more. Peggy, so good to have you here on Fresh Faith in Real Life. Welcome. Thank you, John. It's wonderful to be with you today. Well, you and I have known each other for about three years now and uh, just uh, working as uh, ministry colleagues, partners in ministry. And we're talking about uh, rest is our focus in this time together because rest has a lot to do with our intimacy with Christ. I know it's something that you is close to your heart uh, and we want to dig into that a little bit, but I got to ask you this. Have you always been someone who has practiced rest? <laughs> Never. No. <laughs> you know, before I knew Jesus, John, I had a fitness business and I had it for about 15 years. And for the first eight years, I never took a vacation. So I was working seven days a week. I love to work. I really do. I I love work. I love hard work. I love just the whole people and working with people. So it was hard for me to really understand the the real truth about what it means to have a Sabbath as a Christian, um, but even more so what it means for me personally to rest. Each one of us has different things that we do that really brings rest to us. And I think part of maybe that we don't rest is we don't really know what it is that's going to make us feel rested. Do you know what I mean? We just mm-hmm. think somebody mm-hmm. else tells us and take a bath, go for a walk, do this. And, and a lot of times those things 
didn't bring me rest. So, so during those eight years where you took no vacation <laughs> and you were working like seven days a week, I guess. Yes, I was. Yep. Amazing. And mm -hmm. it, were you owning your own business? Was that fitness business yours? Yes, it was. And so you yes. couldn't uh, just say to the boss, I'm taking a day off. <laughs> I couldn't. I mean, I had, you know, I had um, trainers that worked with me. I had other ladies that were teaching classes. And so I did have a staff but I was always there every day. That puts even more pressure on, right. on yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, what were the effects of not living a restful life during that time? You say you like to work, but there must've been some residual impact on your life. Well, and it was interesting in that field because you're promoting, you know, health, right? Fitness and exercise and working in the gym. And I was working with athletes and, but, I had probably one of the worst diets you could imagine. You know, I was training all the time. And so eventually I got to a place to where my body was burning a lot more calories than I was eating. And so it felt really great to train really hard and to work out and to look a certain way. And, but then I kind of fell off this cliff when my body required so much more fuel and I wasn't even in the habit of eating well at all. So, you know, I just kind of would have power drinks in the morning or I would have a little bit here for a salad for lunch and I just didn't learn how to do it. And I got really sick when I eventually sold the business, but I got very, very sick uh, at the end there. Yeah. And so you went from that and you said when you came to Christ, you understood rest. What was that, that gap in there between when you sold your business, when you came to the Lord? You know, it, it took many years. It wasn't a instantaneous kind of thing. I just realized, oh, I need rest. I, I uh, went into becoming a Christian and, and studying the word. And I jumped right into seminary with that same hardworking mindset. You know, I was working full-time counseling uh, as a biblical counselor in a church. I was going to seminary. I was getting up at three in the morning to study, working all day. So I <laughs> didn't change much. So you, you traded <laughs> one for another. It was, I, it was in your DNA, right? I totally did. I totally did. And yet it was so funny. This One of the scriptures that God used to really challenge me in fitness was that passage where Paul says, you know, that um, physical training is of some value, but godly, you know, godly training is for eternity. So I knew I needed to sell my business because I, I wanted to get this spiritual training, but I just jumped in with this same kind of drive um, that, you know, hadn't, hadn't changed. It just traded off to think now I'm doing things for God and mm. I'm working for him, you know? Oh, I, and I can see so many of our, our listeners and viewers in that same situation where they, well, I'm working for the Lord. I'm serving in my yes. church or I'm a pastor mm -hmm. or, yes. you know, fill in the blank there. So it, it's not mm -hmm. that some work is good and some is bad. I think it's how we uh, approach it. Yes. Yes. So for you, uh, tell us how, how you came to Christ and, and how that fit into this whole, this whole plan, this whole journey uh, of rest for you. Yeah, I, I came to Christ uh, uh, as a, a woman in my studio, my, when I was in fitness, she was in the aerobic classes and she invited me to her church and it was there. I was, you know, in my thirties at the time. So I had lived quite a bit of my life already. And I grew up in a spiritual home, not a Christian home, but uh, one knew about God. And so when I went to that church, 
I heard the pastor preaching uh, on a passage that God is our strength on 46 and our refuge and a very present help in trouble. And I knew I was in trouble, John, because I was actually dating a guy who was very physically and sexually abusive. Hmm. And so I gave my life to Christ, came home and tried to get out of that relationship. And that night he came and broke into my apartment, um, held me there for several hours, abused me. And um, I really thought that my life was over. He said he came there to kill me. And I just remembered how difficult the thought was that my life was over, that this is the way it's going to end. And, and I just remembered this passage that God is our refuge and strength and a very present help in trouble. And by God's grace, he left my apartment that night. And that was the start of my ministry to the oh. Lord. So, you know, it was a long journey going to seminary, getting counseling, you know, getting to a safe place where this guy could not get to me because he tried many times. And I just started to meet Christian women. I started to meet men who were godly men. I was in a church where they were really um, caring for those who didn't know Christ. So it was very evangelistic. And I just had a great opportunity to learn. So that's how I came to know Jesus. And then as I was studying in seminary, I could not get enough of the word. I remember reading the Bible And I tell my staff this now, even as a new believer, you know, you you come to Christ in your thirties as an adult, you are this baby Christian, but you want to be a mature Christian. You know, here I am, this mature woman. I need to understand these things. How can I go? I don't understand these things, but God always had given me, John, an ability to look at a passage and I would break it down into a message. Like I would have the first point, second point. It's just some, for some reason, that's how I was able to learn the scriptures. And I would write these messages out, not knowing what I was going to do with them, but that's where I really knew, you know, seminary and schooling was where I needed to go and just study more. Mm. And, um, and that's what I did. So I just continued on and went on for 11 years, you know, just studying God's word and and going into biblical counseling. So one of the things that um, it it sounds like knowing God's word helped, you know, him, Mm -hmm. because a lot of times, um, you know, the number of years you went through seminary and school, this knowledge can become academic and not personal. I've got to ask you before we uh, talk more about rest, how do you deal with that personally? How do you deal with that? You know, people ask, that question all the time. I've, I have found in my own life as a seminary graduate, they'll, they'll ask you if, you know, your faith was challenged and did it become just academic and for the, the grade, the class, it never, I'm very thankful. It never was for me. It was always this personal. I mean, Jesus became very personal to me from the very beginning. He was this person. I, I fell in love with the person of Jesus Christ. Mm. The spirit filled me. I couldn't go a day without being in his word because I knew that was who he was. Like that was what, that was how I could get close to Jesus. So seminary, I continually saw it as a journey with Jesus. I would drive home from class and I'd be talking to him and I'd ask him these questions and I'd be crying because he wasn't here. Those kind of things. It was, it's always been personal. So time with the Lord has 
always been important to me. So first thing in the morning, I'm always up with the Lord. And I don't think I could ever, I mean, I have gone days where I'm not doing that, but it is, it makes such a difference in my life because he's that real lover of my soul and husband of my heart. He really is. And always has been uh, since the first day I met him in that church, you know, met Mm. Jesus. So that's powerful. It really is to hear that encouraging. And I know that's a struggle head knowledge and heart knowledge, but that intimacy, that knowing Jesus, where Paul says, what's more, I consider everything a loss uh, compared to the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. And Paul was a religious, he he had the head knowledge. I mean, he did. Uh, Mm -hmm. He he studied and he was a, a religious leader. And then the, the, the switch flipped and he moved into that knowing, and that was his pursuit in his whole life. Yeah, yeah. For you, you mentioned earlier that Sabbath rest, you didn't know what Sabbath rest was, and you learned that. Would you say that part of your journey was what opened the door to, to rest or, or not? I think, yes, in the sense that under, you know, studying what Sabbath means and practicing it uh, for me, uh, helped me to, to learn how I can rest. Mm. So it's important to me to have a Sabbath every day, uh, every day, <laughs> every <laughs> day nice. I do with the Lord. It's awesome. Right. <laughs> you all should have your Sabbath. <laughs> wow. You, you have a 12 hour quiet time. That's, so spiritual. that's wonderful. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm resting right now. Anyway. Um, yeah, Peggy, so lives, just, Peggy lives on the beach, by the way. So it is relaxing. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. And it's, it has, and that's changed my life really to be able to walk out my front door and, and be in a place that really brings me into rest. I and mean, not everybody finds rest on the, at the beach, but uh, I do. So I think learning to put everything else aside for one day and worshiping the creator not the creature, not myself, my thoughts, my desires, my work, my relationships, Mm. but just worshiping God, whether that's, I mean, I love music. So it's through worship music, through prayer, through just taking a nap, um, reading the books that I've been wanting to read, drawing into him, you know, even studying for me, there's topics that I'm interested in. I'll read and I'll, I'll be studying and writing things to grow in my knowledge Mm. of, who he is, what it means to rest in him. So, you know, it started from that one day a week being intentional to do those things um, has turned into, you know, uh, one weekend a month I try to do. And then uh, once a year, I try to have a week Sabbath with the Lord where I do go away and kind of shut off all of the, you know, as much as I can, social media and, mm. and my phone and all those kinds of things and just have that week with the Lord. So, and that usually involves asking questions of God mm. and being prepared to listen and wanting to have answers for certain things. I do that every year, mm. the first um, 30, uh, 21 days of the year. We're going to take a short breather and get back to more with Dr. Peggy Banks. I got to ask you, what's hit you so far? Uh, as you think about this, I, I don't want to race through this interview. We, we want to be thinking about that. Is there something, is there one thing the Lord has really impressed on you so far in the interview? You might want to make a note of it, whether it's a mental note or even a written note, you know, one of those pen and paper kind of things. 
uh, I would encourage you to do that. Think about that. There's more coming up with Peggy, and we'll get to that in just a minute. Do want to remind you that I've got the 21-day Fresh Faith Experience for you. If the Lord has also been moving in your heart to really dig in in your relationship with him this year and your, the time you spend with him this year, you can do that with, with this resource, the 21-Day Fresh Faith Experience. I mentioned it earlier. If I went too fast, you can get it at freshfaith247.com. It's on my website. And in the menu, you just click 21-Day. You can get it. It's, an, it's a download, so you can use it right away. When you're done with this podcast, try it out. Get into that relationship. It's not meant to be a substitute for your quiet time with the Lord. It's a springboard. It's a start. It's a chance to just stop, look at the word, think about it, have some time in prayer, and even go deeper in that relationship. 21 days to spend about five minutes a day, and I hope it'll make a difference in your walk with God as this new year is well underway. And did I mention it's free? Well, it is. Let's go back to the interview with Dr. Peggy Banks. I like to think of rest um, in, as seasons of rest or rhythms of rest. Rhythms, And, and yes. you've, what you've talked about is you've got a weekly, you got a daily rhythm where you spend time with the Lord mm-hmm. and a weekly rhythm where you have that day with the Lord, that monthly rhythm where you've got that weekend with the Lord and then that mm-hmm. annual rhythm, uh, part of the rhythm is that, that week with the Lord. So I, I love that thought. It's not like we can rest and it stores it up for the whole right. year, <laughs> kind of like right. sleep, you know, well, I'm going to sleep long tonight, then I'll be ready the rest of the week. No, uh, it doesn't yeah. work that way. So what, what are the benefits that you're finding from this? Well, for me, the benefits are, you know, again, my focus on, on Jesus, my uh, ability to see him in everyday activities, to know his voice more to see him in creation. So he becomes, I become so much more aware of who he is because I've been with him, spent time with him. I know his voice because I'm reading his word and I'm in prayer. And that's why I know how he speaks to me. Um, But also I think for me is, is just, I find more um, my ability to manage my emotions, Mm. to um, have clarity of thought, uh, to be able to be kind, you know, as Paul says, be kind and tender hearted. Uh, those Ephesians 4 passage, I'm able to confront someone in love so that we grow up into him, 415, who is the Christ. When I know when I'm with Jesus and I'm spending that time with him, then my leadership is better. My relationships are better. My health is better. Mm. Um, so, yeah, you know, taking care of yourself physically is a way of worship as well. If you know God has created your body and he's called you to full time caring for others, uh, then you have to be an example (laughs) and you have to be willing to say, this is, you know, my body is his temple. I want to take care of it. So how Mm -hmm. do I do that? So. I love this. (laughs) And now I'm hearing listeners, uh, asking questions. I can hear you listeners, even though you you don't know I'm listening. (laughs) No, they're asking. Okay. They're saying, Peggy, that's great. I love it. I just can't carve out the time to do that. Uh, where do I start? So how, how do you carve out time? How do you make this happen, your rhythms of rest? So those are questions that are very real, very relevant for our lives. And everyone today I find is busy, whether you are um, 
an employee, you know, or a boss, or you're a mom or a grandma or dad, you know, there's always things that we have to fit in fitness, you know, exercise, diet, um, and then our spiritual uh, component. So I think Again, it's the intentionality. It's it's the what is a priority for us. We are able to set goals every day. Most of us get up and say, "I've got to feed the kids. I got to get them to school. I got to get them dressed." You know, so you just kind of have these goals. So you just have to prioritize. And does that mean I get up at twenty minutes earlier or an hour earlier before my kids to spend time in the Word? Possibly, if it means I stay up a little later. But you also don't have to sit down with a Bible and a notepad and a pen. I mean, I always share with moms, put on um, a head, you know, your earphone, put your earphones and plug into your phone and listen to scriptures while you're making lunches uh, in the morning. Or if you are getting dressed, you know, put on something, put your, you know, your music on in the bathroom when you're getting dressed and putting your makeup on or driving to work rather than listening to talk radio you know, um, hook up to your Bluetooth and listen to worship or listen to a, a podcast or, or just have a book being read to you, a book of the scriptures. So there's ways that we can, especially today with technology, mm. there's so many ways we can get the word in our hearts. Uh, if we see that that's a priority, if we see that his voice being spoken to us is important. And so we have to just make that happen. Do you have any uh, go-to verses or passages when it comes to rest or connecting with God, the intimacy referred to a couple already, but there's other, some that are, well, you just go back to these and you, you just sense God's presence or it gets you back on track. Yes. There's a couple passages that I actually pray every morning when I'm with the Lord. The first one is Psalm 51. And that is, you know, have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from all my iniquity and cleanse me from all my sin. So it's just coming before him with a humble heart to say, I know my sin is ever before me, no matter what that is, you know, pride, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, greed, mm-hmm. you know, gossip, anger, whatever it is. Uh, but also I, I think about Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, where Jesus says, come to me, mm-hmm. all who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest right? Mm. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. You will find rest for your souls. So I think about that too, you know, come to him every day and to take on his yoke, put that on around whatever I'm carrying, whatever I think I can handle. um, I want to put his yoke around my neck and I want to learn from him. So I read the, the gospels every year in that 21 days. And I always look for a different character quality of Jesus. And because I want to learn from him, I want to learn how he led. I want to learn how he Mm. built relationships. I want to learn how he healed, how he loved all those things. So learn from him. The other one I have is of course, um, Psalm 23. I think about the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, leads me beside still waters and restores my soul. Mm. Every year I have a word for the year. And in, in 2020, it was the word rest. So okay. I studied scriptures all year long. What I thought is interesting is that he makes you lie down in green pastures. So sometimes, you know, if you're not going out and being alone with the Lord, being quiet, lying down, whether it's physically or just stopping what you're mm. doing, he will make you, whether it's a 
physical rest we have to do, or it's an emotional Put you in time out. It does emotional rest, or because you blew up at somebody, you know, or is it's just that spiritual dryness? You know, you you can't, especially in ministry, you can't do ministry for very long when you are dry. There will be seasons where you're feeling like you're in a desert, but you can still be filled up with the spirit. Jesus was, you know, so. And, so and now things. you're coaching others yeah. in, a, in a variety of ways, but as you do this, are you bringing rest into the, into the mix for people? Tell us more about that. Yes, absolutely. So I started out in ministry with a calling to do biblical counseling, and that was a real passion of mine. I started, of course, one-on-one, did that for many, many years, and then became a um, you know director of women's ministry and really saw a passion to help women. And today I get the opportunity to help women around the world uh, with their walk with the Lord. And then God has just recently moved me into really focusing on leadership, uh, coaching and counseling. So it's kind of walking alongside women um, to find out how God has created them uniquely. I like to say it so they can live and lead out in their God-given calling Mm. and learning all aspects of their life, right? So their passions, their gifts, their talents, their abilities, but also learning how now, what is the purpose of their life? How do you set goals that reflect the image of Jesus and follow um, a life that, that reflects that to her family, the world, her, you know, her workplace. So I, so now I get the opportunity to work in, in coaching and helping women in all aspects of their life from their their mind, their body, their soul, their spirit. And we dig deeply into the word and discover how God's created them uniquely and how they can have those areas of their lives um, filled up, you know, and and working together uh, in balance, if you will, from a biblical perspective, spiritual, physical, and emotional. So where can our listeners find out more information about that? Your website, is that the best place? I think so. Yep. You can go to the, the website. It's uh, pro P R O leadership coaching.org. And you can, there's a place where you can learn more about the coaching that I do, the experience I've had, but also set up a discovery call with me to hear a little bit more about what the sessions will look like, what your interests are. And then you can also schedule appointments there. So as we close here, thinking about rest, a lot of things you've shared with us been wonderful. I'm sure listeners' minds are flooded. They say, I really, I know God's speaking to me that I need to do more rest. Mm-hmm. So when you stop listening to this episode, um, we really want you to take action. So Peggy, a couple things that you want to leave with our listeners so they actually do start to experience rest. Yeah. I think the first thing is ask the Lord. It's kind of a crazy sometimes question to think about, but ask the Lord, Lord, what is it I need that will uh, give, will refresh me? What is it that I need to do that will refresh me? And that means, you know, you could go for a run, John, and be refreshed. And that could be a way for you to find rest. You know, mm. sometimes I, I try to get out to the beach every morning before I start my day. Some days I'm running on the beach. Some days I'm just sitting there watching the sun rise. That's what mm. provides rest for me. 
Some people, like I said, take a bath. Some people light candles. Some people listen to the word. What is it that you need that refreshes you? And don't worry if it's something like working out or running or um, you know doing a puzzle. That's okay. It doesn't mean you, you lie flat on your back and don't move. But if that refreshes you, then do that. I think what happens is we try to make this cookie cutter rest mandate for Christians. And <laughs> if we're running on our day off and we're thinking I'm supposed to be resting, but that will refresh you then do it, you know, or go for a walk. There are evenings at the end of the day when I've been in meetings all day, I just leave my apartment, walk outside and just sit on the beach for, you know, 20 minutes. I used to call it my happy hour. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, not like what most people think about happy yes. hour, but I have a happy hour. Where I go sit out there and I just rest. I just watch the waves. I look at the birds. I listen. I breathe. Um, and I just stop. So whatever it takes. And if you don't know what that is, ask the Lord, he'll show you, mm. he'll show you, you know, because you'll find when you take a bath or when you go for a walk or you're in a park, you know, and you stop driving by parks, stop and get out and sit on a bench. You know, <laughs> it's like you drive by it going, Oh, I'd love to go to that park. It's like, well, stop right now. <laughs> well, I think we're all going to join you at your beach. Come and rest on. with you. So I know that won't be very restful for you to have us all there, but we're going to feel pretty good. It'll be restful if you don't say anything or, you know, if we have a good conversation, that's pretty restful for me too. Let's, let's talk about something. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Peggy, thank you so much. I sure, sure appreciate this. Boy, we could go on and on. I know you had a whole year at TWR Women of Hope, as you mentioned, was the theme rest and, yes. and we could unpack this more and more, mm. but I do hope that our, our listeners really move into say a season of rest and begin practicing it, that you found something that you can take with you yes. and, and you could be more restful. So mm. Peggy, yeah. thanks so much. And look forward to talking to you again. Thanks, John. It's been real fun. And now I'm going to go rest. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, John. It's been great. A powerful testimony and great counsel for us from Dr. Peggy Banks. What a joy it is to serve alongside Peggy at uh, TWR. And she is doing so much in reaching women for Christ and ministering to them throughout the world. Uh, and it's been great. I was on a podcast that she was hosting a couple of years ago, and it's so good to have her on my podcast now. And we'll get her back sometime in the future. I, I just don't want to just hey, there's the interview, let's move on. I want you to really think about it. Uh, what is there, that one thing, that one big point, the takeaway that you have from this? Yours might be different than mine, but can I throw out mine that I have here? And maybe you resonate with this, that we can be busy for God and run ourselves into the ground. Did you hear Peggy's story early on before she was a believer and she had some major health problems when she burned out, and then she became a believer and still stayed just as busy <laughs> after she came to Christ. She maintained her busy lifestyle. She just channeled it in a different direction for the Lord, and she still got worn out. And it took her a long time to learn the importance of rest. But when she did, wow, it was life-changing for her. And here she's teaching us about the importance of that. So that was, to me, the one big point is that we can be busy for God and still run, our, run ourselves into the ground. That's not good. That's not good. That's why we need to practice rest. 
I think it'd be good for us to take an inventory of how we're spending our time. How much of it is output and how much of it is input? How much time are we spending at rest? And remember, as Peggy pointed out, rest is something different to all of us. For instance, you're not going to find me resting by putting together a puzzle. (laughs) That might be you. And I have lots of family members who find it the most relaxing thing in the world. But you know what I did after we got out of the car and got everything put away? After driving all day, coming back from seeing our grandkids, you know what I did? I went out for a run because that was relaxing. That was restful. And then I came here and I, I was feeling refreshed when I turned on the microphone. So for you, what does rest look like? And then another question to take away from this is how much time are we spending with God? How much time are we spending with God? An important time. Time of rest, yes. And time of rest with him. Having that conversation, being in his word. So I'll leave you with that. How much time are you spending with God? Do you have a question? Uh, we're going to take uh, answer some questions next week on the show. Uh, between now and then, if you have a question for me about, about living in rich intimacy with Jesus, I don't know if I've got the answer. If not, I will find the answer, the best answer I can, and bring it to you. But we're talking about our intimate walk with Jesus. What questions come to mind about that? And next week, I'll be answering listener questions. I'd also like you to share with me your your thoughts, your comments on today's show. What'd you think about what Peggy had to say? What'd you think about the devotion that we had earlier? Uh, what comes to mind as you as you uh, mull over what you've heard today? Go ahead and tweet me at John Fugler. That's J O N F U G L E R at John Fugler, or email me John J O N at FreshFaith247.com. If you have a question, uh, submit that, a comment, submit that as well. Let's get the interaction going here. And uh, remember, the 21-Day Fresh Faith Experience will help you in this discipline of rest because you're going to have to stop and spend five minutes, hopefully at the beginning of the day, and and rest. Maybe you need it at noontime. Maybe you need it later in the day and you say, okay, I've got my 21-Day Fresh Faith Experience I'm going to hit this thing at 2 o'clock in the afternoon when I just need to slow down. Well, it's there for you. Even a few minutes a day to be fed in your relationship with Jesus. Use this tool as you can. If God used today's show to get your attention, can I get your attention too? There's a whole bunch of resources waiting inside Fresh Faith 24-7 that will help you in your quest for rest. Uh, You can spend hours with the video devotionals, uh, my Freedom Path training, and the other believers in the community on the same journey. We're a movement of believers desperate to know Jesus. For your free membership, go to freshfaith247.com and just get started with us. Enjoy it, and let's engage together. Every Wednesday, a new episode comes out of Fresh Faith in Real Life, and we have talked about that today. I'll see you next Wednesday.